0: Last October, Jennifer Ann Butler changed the direction of her website by taking a personal leap. She had written an essay exploring a part of herself that was yet to be seen by the world, an introspective exploration on her own battle with depression. Prior to publishing, Jen spoke of mostly spiritual or holistic topics on her website, but rather than create a new blog to separate her vulnerable self from her spiritual self, Butler took a chance and decided to share her own truth. After releasing this essay, Jen began to explore her insecurities publicly for the world to see. A few months later, she was inspired to draft a manuscript. In this manuscript, called Imperfect, she hopes to publish by her 30th birthday, fulfilling a lifelong dream of becoming an author. This is I Survived Myself, an essay on depression. This is on, this is a piece coming from jenniferannbutler.com. When was it written?
1: October 8th, 2015.
0: That's almost, uh...
1: Well, yeah, it's almost that's, your
0: birthday. Well, that's almost last year. That is last year. That is
1: last year. <laughs> What's yeah. it called? I Survived Myself. Let's hit it. Okay. And this is when I had begun withdrawing off of antidepressants. I Survived Myself. My head can be a scary place. For me, depression is kind of like quicksand, except instead of sand, it's a mixture of tar and shit. It's sticky and it seems impossible that I'll ever get rid of that smell. Quick shit, that's my depression. I've known since I was a wee little djinn that I was put on this earth to be a writer this go around. I also knew I was here to help people on a grand scale. I have been smart school was easy being good was easy creating things was easy but on top of all of these wonderfully shiny gifts i was also given the curveball of being a perfectionist and control freak not any control freak mind you i'd venture to say that i can be the best control freak ever hair flip it's like I was given this amazing gift of flight, but a nervous tick that has me fully convinced that I must flap my arms in wing-like fashion for 37 repetitions every day by 8am in order to prove to the universe that I can fly. But I already can. You know, the gift is there. The ability is there. It's the full fate that I'm missing, even though I work really, really hard to find it. I oftentimes wonder if I'm part of a Truman Show scenario, where people are watching me on television and laughing at my crazy antics, because seriously, I am kind of crazy. And it's all discovered in hindsight, which makes it that much more embarrassing. I'm getting closer to realizing it real time though. Today at the grocery store, I was walking with this badass stride and was making an effort to grab items from the shelves without interrupting said stride. There was no other reason for this aside from thinking that I looked cool doing it. I'm 29 years old, yet some part of me still thinks that people are looking at me while at Kroger rather than looking at their grocery items. While sucking in my stomach and leaning down to get my quinoa, I heard my spirit guide say, no one cares what you look like at the grocery store. Which brought me to the present moment and made me laugh out loud. As much as I always thought I'd have paparazzi following me and taking unflattering pictures of me for the front of magazines, I suppose it's okay to chill out for now. Other people have their shit going on, they're not so starved for input that they go to Kroger on Thursdays at 2.45pm hoping to spot a sassy shopper who's so skilled that she doesn't even need to stop walking to snag her macadamia nuts. So anywho, in regards to my gift and knowingness about my writing, I've essentially been like, step aside, universe, I've got this under control. I'm going to write a best-selling book. But first, I will do daily positive affirmations on the book and visualize myself having written the book and research publishing opportunities and... A voice in my head says, or you could just write from your heart. Hush, I say back, I'm in control here. In the past, when I've heard people say, let go and let God, I've so badly wanted to walk up to them, stand an inch away from their faces, and let out a maniacal laugh. Clearly these fools don't know that hard work is required in order to get ahead in life. Clearly I know everything and everyone else is the idiot. In my defense, it's not a conscious choice for me to be condescending, controlling, and assume that I know what's best for everyone. That's all old programming that I'm consciously rewriting every freaking day. The most annoying thing about aforementioned programming is that it is sneaky. I'm so accustomed to it that it feels normal and comfortable. I'll be skipping along merrily, offering advice, writing blog posts, adding to my book, journaling, and being a good friend and dog mom, certain that I am doing everything perfectly and in line with my divine path. And then I will notice something sticky on my shoe. Oh yeah, baby. You guessed it. Quick shit. I'll try to ignore it and break free, but it ain't going anywhere. It wants my attention, and my attention it will eventually get. Depression seemingly comes out of nowhere. It feels undeserved. It feels unfair. This last go-around was particularly rough and left me cursing myself and life and God while screaming, let me go, let me leave this place, just let me die already. Yeah, the pain is so severe and the mindset so narrow that the best option at times seems to be death. It's less of a dying that I crave, though. It's more of a light switch that'd turn off my electrical charge, or an eject button, or for Trinity to unplug me from the Matrix so I can hang out with her and Morpheus while wearing combat boots and fighting off machines. During this downtime of depression, I suddenly became aware of different ways I'd been unknowingly being rude or controlling or whatevering. I often use this as a reason to sink even deeper into depression. Ah, oh, will I ever get it right? Is it even worth it? What's the point? Thankfully, I no longer act on my suicidal thoughts. I have cleverly designed new neural pathways to save me from myself. One of the first things I trained my brain on when I began this journey of sobriety was to not act out of emotion. As in, any time I was feeling particularly crazy and had a brilliant idea to, say, show up at an ex-boyfriend's house and or shave my head, I would tell myself, sure, you can do that. But first, wait 48 hours. If you still wanna do it in 48 hours, feel free. I'd normally only make it 24 hours, but by that 24th hour, I'd almost always be shaking my head at how ridiculous the previous ideas were. I love my hair, what was I thinking? I wasn't thinking, I was feeling. And since I've spent so much time avoiding my feelings, they hit really hard when they do come. My logical brain has no idea what to do with all of these messy emotions. Feeling is good, to be clear. It's simply a subject where I'm still only reading at second grade level. I've learned not to act on the ideas given to me by extreme emotions. Granted, there is a time and place for everything, and I'm sure there are instances where acting from that place would be a good idea. However, in regards to the times of sinking in quick shit, the best bet for me is to calmly wait for the best exit strategy, because flailing only makes it worse. This time my depression began because of how much emotional work I've been doing. In perfectionist fashion, I decided I could just knock out all of the emotional baggage within a few day period of time. I'm such a hard worker, it'll be easy. In my extreme approach, I became sort of obsessive. I became obsessed with finding out which pattern linked to which traumatic childhood event and then deciding which approach would be best to process and release that traumatic event over and over and over. Since what we put our attention on grows, I became more and more aware of shitty things. Before I knew it, my mindset had switched back over to its old tracks of the gen who was closed-minded and a victim. Everything sucked. No one liked me. Everyone else had it easier. You know, those types of thoughts. I thought I was going to drown. A few times I really fretted that my new neural pathways wouldn't hold up and somehow acting on my old crazy thoughts was going to seem like a good idea. But I didn't panic. I mean, yeah, I flailed, and screamed, and cried, and said cuss words. But I didn't act on any of the pain. I just allowed it. I'd like to think that this approach helped me process old stuff. I'd like to hope that, during the last week and a half of sticky darkness, I broke through some walls. But as of now, I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to have survived myself. I'm grateful to be feeling gratitude again. I don't want to go back there again, but I'm starting to realize that I don't have full control over that. No matter how proactive or hardworking or obsessively healthy I am, repressed emotions will find a way to be felt. This journey is not an overnight one, and it most certainly is not going to be perfect. Those last couple of sentences make me want to stomp my foot and pout. Instead, I will end with this fabulous quote. You will have bad days, but they will always wake you up to the stuff you were not paying attention to. Robin Williams. Hmm. Mm.
0: Do you remember when you wrote that?
1: Yes, I actually wrote it and posted it to a new blog that I didn't show anyone because I was like, well, my jenniferannbutler.com, I've been using that for spiritual stuff, and I haven't really been talking about my depression and suicidality, that'd be taboo to talk about here. So I'm going to start another website for that. And I ended up sending it to my dad, who's amazingly supportive of every creative endeavor I've ever had, ever. And he recommended that I post it to my normal site, and I did.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. And that's
1: kind of, it changed a lot for me because I had more responses to that type of writing than I did with any of the other, like, put together writing I attempted before. So it was pretty transformational for me.
0: Was that before you started writing the book? Yeah. That was before you started writing Imperfect.
1: Yeah. Because this was October 2015. I was withdrawing off of the antidepressants because I did it over a few month period of time. But the book, Imperfect, was written throughout the month of March, 2016.
0: Oh, hmm. well, that's good. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Life as we experience it's a big act. And that behind this big act is the player. And uh, the player
1: is you.